Okay, I think we're live. That's what, like, it didn't do the countdown. Like, it did it on your channel. Did it do a countdown for you? No. Did you have a countdown? No, I did not. But I Weird. believe that we're live. <laughs> I sure hope so. It's still sure. scheduled in the corner. Oh, it says end broadcast in mine and oh, live okay. in my corner. Okay. So, you know. Let's see. Who's to say? Hi, everyone. This is an uncomfortable intro with still comfy. It says life. It says life. <laughs> Ooh, the metaverse <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, I'm feeling it, keeping my head right here, so no one knows that I just create lighting. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is still comfy with your hosts, Nat and Jules. Um, today. We'll be talking about the 1995 classic movie, Now and Then. Um, we don't have a theme song yet on Still Comfy. So instead, I will just ask Jules, what's your favorite song from this iconic soundtrack? <laughs> you know when they're riding their bike yeah. to the other city, Shelby? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Knock three, three times, times on the ceiling, you want me. me. Yeah, that's twice on the pipe. I love a song that has like Fogel. I just did the banging, which is yeah. Bad. Like literally, I love a song on that also has sound effects. Oh yeah, yeah it's oh, interactive. Mario's here. That's a good reminder. If you are in the audience, we can see that people are watching, but we don't really see who you are unless you tell us hello. So please tell us hello in the can comments. I, tell us hi to Mario and tell him hello. I don't know. Oh, no, it doesn't look like I can. <gasps> but I can Mario. put you it can. on the screen. <laughs> Yay! Mario's That's here! Fun. I was just telling him, I said, I finished A Simple Favor, the book, and I'm halfway through the movie. He's not going to like what I have to say. Just know that I like A Simple Favor, <laughs> Mario. So if we need to talk about it afterwards, <laughs> we can't. Natalie, I, record yourself doing reactions to my episode of A Simple Favor. 100%. Yeah. Well, you know I know have no chill. I decided keeping my notes on my phone would be a good thing, but are they? I don't know. I have uh, mine, but you, this is you're you're the lead this time, so I'm here yep. for you. All right. So, um last week, we no, 2 weeks ago, we did Jewel we did Elvis on to Pop culture makes me jealous. I'm just going to intermingle our show names all the time. Yeah. Like, should, just blend them. Should I introduce myself? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, friends. Julia Washington, <laughs> host of Pop pop, 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 Host of Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we analyze pop culture through the lens of race or gender and sometimes both. Natalie is the friend who tolerates me. <laughs> the most because she's That's willing odd. to let me be her co-host she was willingly co she was willingly co-creators on this show still yeah. comfy yeah and our first still comfy show on youtube was on elvis mm -hmm. and what this movie and elvis have in common is songs in this movie are also my comfort soundtrack just it's like elvis soundtrack. It's it a is great soundtrack. a great soundtrack a lot of black people on this soundtrack for having no black people in the for movie no black people in this movie this movie be so white um yeah. <laughs> i so there's dialogue when the songs are playing did i stop myself from singing to then listen 
to the dialogue because I was like, no, I know what these girls are talking about. I want to sing. Turns out after all these years, I still have this movie movie memorized. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a huge rewatcher. I'm pretty sure that this one is one that every time it was on TV, I was like, and here's my afternoon. Mm -hmm. Because and I listened to the soundtrack like every day as a kid. It was one of the first like CDs that I owned. Um, do you remember when everyone lost their ish because it went on Netflix? Yes, I and was then, one of them. Is it still? Because I had to pay for it through cable. So watch I watched it. it on that thing that you told me I would have to watch ads for. And I was like, that would probably be good for my ADHD if I had an ad in between key parts of the movie. Vimeo? Nope. Pollutant. I'm going to stop naming people and ain't nobody sponsoring us. <laughs> I literally just typed in Netflix yeah. instead of now and then to see where it's streaming. You know, um, my favorite song from the soundtrack is Heart of Gold or Band of Gold. Now that you're gone. Oh, that's a all good one that's too. left is a band of gold. I think yeah. it really set me up to distrust men. You know, I kind of regret not picking that one, but here's Mm -hmm. why I think the knock three times is my favorite because it's their transition going from one city to the next and they're free riding their bikes, super carefree, you know, all of the horrors of the nineties of all the little girls going missing at this point don't exist because it's 1970, even though I'm pretty sure that Charles Manson was still on the loose at this point. I don't think I would have survived the seventies. No, I I would have been living in actual tragic fear. (laughs) Um, Oh, it's on Tubi. Yes, that's where I watched it. We have two viewers now. Say hello so we know who you are because Hi, we can't see viewer. you. We're so happy hello. you're here. Thank you for joining us. This is still comfy. We're talking about our favorite, well, one of my favorite movies. It's also one of Jules's favorite mm-hmm. movies now and then. Um, oh, I promised Mario a Pretty Little Liars connection. Oh, um, yeah. I saw that and I was like, yes. The woman who wrote Now and Then also wrote and produced Pretty Little Liars. I immediately clocked her name when I went to look and see where I could watch it. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. That is wild because Pretty Little Liars, completely opposite vibe. I was going to say, so is this an endorsement for me to watch Pretty Little Liars? Because I realized the 90s had so many femme forward, female led movies. Yeah. That were strong and super like, hey, were people to stop treating us like trash? That I feel like that's a huge part of why I am who I am today. So I'm still that's reeling. not true in Pretty Little Liars. I'm still reeling that you haven't watched Pretty Little Liars. No. Do I look like the type of person who watches trashy TV? I, wa- I watch every show on Freeform, whether or not it's good. No, pretty free little. Life. Was that always a freeform show? It was on ABC Family, and then it was on. Mm, it was ABC the show Family. that transitioned like, from ABC Family yeah. to freeform. Yeah, I'm shook by that. I can't believe it. Hey, you know, I think they. I think after they did um, the Secret Life of the American Teenager oh, or that whatever, show was trash. I watched that show it was all. such trash. I watched a couple of episodes. I think that's where I was like, and I'm good yeah. for a while. And then Freeform brought like really good stuff like Grownish and nice. the Bold Type. Who else was on it? Sorry for that big pop in your ears, friends. Um, Mario PSL or PLL Stan here. 
you can be. We'll allow it. We'll allow yeah. it. Um, but back to this. Just- <laughs> I can't believe that. Number one, like Pretty Little Liars is what broke ABC Family because those Pretty Little Liars started getting naked, and then they were like, "We have to change the name of this channel." <laughs> is it? Is it? Um, isn't it a book series? It is a book series. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have a For- bunch of little dots on my arm. Should I be worried? Mm, I don't know. I'm never worried. I have. I didn't wash makeup off of my wrist. So <laughs> how'd that get there? I don't know. I've I'll worry about it later. Literally living off of chocolate, so that uh, well, that's probably why. So there's yeah. also okay. So there's a big mystery surrounding me, and now and then, and it has to do with one of my '90s crushes, Thora Birch. Oh, I Where's- thought you say Devin Sawa. <laughs> I mean '90s heartthrob Devin he Sawa. Was- is in this movie yeah he was my 90s crush um thora birch is my crush in all things and i was all i want to know is where she is where's thora birch could someone please like check in on thora birch for me she's not still acting she is but it's in nothing that i've seen so maybe maybe she was just go ahead it's not like I'm watching Grey's Anatomy and all of a sudden there's my 90s heartthrob thora birch and i'm like there she is it's trainy. It's teeny. Oh my gosh. Mario, do you have a crush on Christina Ricci? Because I find her fascinating. Are you watching Yellow Jackets? Anyone yeah. who is watching Yellow watch Jackets, it. please comment it. Yeah, Mario's seen Yellow Jackets. Yeah. He's actually Matt. He was actually like, I can't believe you haven't watched it, Julia. Yeah. Like that's a legit conversation we've had. Well, but now that it's spooky. nominated, now that it has so many <laughs> Emmy nominations, I need to sit down and like Listen. take the time to watch it. Everyone needs to comment if they've watched Yellow Jackets because I need friends to talk to about Yellow Jackets because none. My mom made me download uh, Showtime. I still have it <laughs> because what if I missed when season two came out? Yeah, here they'll probably come out in 2023. So I mean, who knows? Okay, um, now and then, Thora Birch is your crush. She is. I just love her. Oh, I do love Casper, but Devin Sawa was Casper. Yeah. <laughs> Same year. Um, did you see the weird Devin Sawa movie where him and his brother, his brother might have been a Lawrence brother, but I don't think that's right. They go to a mountain. They go to a mountain that's filled with Kodiak bears and they're going to do like a Oh, isn't it like the gold something or other? Golden Rush? Hold on. I don't know. It's got you mountain. See, you got to <laughs> stop asking me to look at stuff when we're supposed to be talking about something that's specific. Wild America. Yes. That's it. No one. Had, it. It's one of those movies that I'm convinced I made up. Because when I go, do you remember when Devin Sawa went to go visit Kodiak bears in their natural habitat? People are like, what? No, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is in it. Yeah. That's the other famous person. Mm -hmm. It's not a Lawrence brother. It might be the oldest Lawrence brother. Um, (laughs) But in Now and Then, there was a common thread that Mm -hmm. I found with all of the adult actresses. So I'm watching the adults. Because I love that now and then, like, bounces between the childhood and the adults. And I'm looking, and I'm like, all right, is Demi Moore still cool? Or is she still a joke because she made a mistake and married Ashton Kutcher? And then I keep watching. In, in present day? If she's in present cool? day. Mm-hmm. Is she still cool? Because she was made a joke by Ashton Kutcher. And then I'm wow. still watching. 
And then we get Rosie O'Donnell. And I'm like, I miss when Rosie O'Donnell was cool. And we could count on Rosie O'Donnell. The queen like, of kindness. Being the queen of kindness mm -hmm. and not being a joke. Just literally being joyful. But then we turned her into a joke. <laughs> the 90s were kind of a magical time if you think yeah. about it. Like we were still, and I don't know if it's because we were kids. So we were naive to a lot of the things mm -hmm. that were actually kind of horrific happening. Right. But like. Rosie was the queen of kindness. Demi yeah. Moore was still cool. She was hot and beautiful. She's and like, hot. you know, all these and great, then, like I said, all these great movies that came out for kids like us. All these great, all of these great movies. And then to round it out, Melanie Griffin is in this movie. And mm. we know that we're not kind about her face anymore. <laughs> it makes me upset. We're not. Mm. People mm. are like, oh, she got surgery. Ugh. Well, like, she probably got surgery because the media, meaning right. all the people, probably bullied her about how she looked. And aging. Oh. We're not pro-aging in this culture. We're not aging. So the only one who made it out of not eventually becoming a joke to their own career mm -hmm. and fan base is Rita Wilson. Who's going to go against Rita Wilson? Well, I she did you. give us Chet. <laughs> she gave us what? Her son Chet? Have you never seen? Never, no, I only look into that cute, that other one. Who's Colin. That? Colin yeah. Hanks. That's not her son. That's her stepson. <clears throat> okay, well. I mean, I'm sure she would call him her son. Right. That's um, the only one I care about. Yeah, but Chet, you have to watch the Z-Way interview. It's on Showtime. Yeah. With Chet Hanks. <laughs> so, it's like, I don't want to ruin it for you, but live, but live time voice memo me. <laughs> I will. You know I will. Um, you know, now oh, I'm just yeah. Gold Digger Escape to Bear Mountain. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I was thinking of because Wild America released the same weekend as some like big blockbuster movies. Oh, yeah. And that's probably Devin why Devin I'm the only Devin, one who's you know, seen one Wild America. America. Yeah, he just posted about it not that long ago because the anniversary of its release was recently. Yeah. Um, and he posted the the poster. I love the Rosie O'Donnell show. I loved mm -hmm. when she would like fling koosh balls at us. Yes. Rosie O'Donnell knew we all had undiagnosed ADHD. And I love that she had like an audience member do the intro. Yeah. That was really sweet. Like that was very inclusive. Yeah. When the Rosie O'Donnell show went off the air, I was forced to watch Mari. <laughs> Okay, and now look at me. <laughs> I deserve compensation. <laughs> I don't we all? He married Connie Chung. Like, that's yeah. such a random... Like, she's actually... I don't know if she still is, but she was a prestigious broadcast journalist. Right. Um. Basically, what happened is that she came out and then people got homophobic. And then, like, I haven't seen Rosie O'Donnell since. She didn't oh, make a comeback. She's on, she's done, she's working. Yeah, she's Where done a lot of stuff. <laughs> Where is she? She, oh. she was, she was on Smilf, Smilf, um, also on Showtime. So I'm just gonna, oh. I'm just gonna, uh, pack your Showtime. Go make for it, it worth it for you. Make it worth it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is the first time in my adult life that I've caught that the neighborhood is called Gaslight Edition. Yeah. I was like, how have I never caught that before? I don't because know. if you think about it, like their whole upbringing is like Gaslight Nation, right? Because like, <laughs> you know, um, 
Now I'm not going to remember any of their names. And I had all of their names down pat. But Teeny. Demi Moore's little girl person. Sam. Sam. Yeah, her um, dad is a liar and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Christina Ricci is trying to her make brother. us all forget that she has breasts. Which when I was watching it again, I was like, I can't believe I was convinced that those were big breasts for a 12 year old. I know. I blame this movie and the over-sexualization of children. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were other male... Oh, Christina Ricci's dad lied to her about how her mom died. Which, again, he did it because her mom died horrifically. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's a normal thing that adults do when it comes to death, when it comes to children. Because we as adults don't know yeah. how to process death. <clears throat> and then Brendan Fraser had to let them know that America was gaslighting them about the war yeah and God, his he was so cute he was like a walk-on they don't even credit him in that movie oh that's interesting he was pretty like famous by that point wasn't what he? are they gonna call him like the grifter i don't know if he like knew demi Moore and they, they were hanging out and she was like we need an extra today they could have called him the vet they could have you know, and when I was watching the movie, I thought things that you can't really do anymore. Talk to strangers right. like that. Um, take a cigarette. Offer cigarettes to 12-year-olds. Right. <laughs> was Brendan Fraser creepy in this movie? <laughs> See, you know, and if it hap if it were to happen in a movie today. Right. We'd all be upset. We'd all be upset. But now nostalgically mm -hmm. because they were 12 i was 11 when this film came out so yeah. there's an element of like oh I, I want and you know the mid 90s there was still a little bit of false sense of security about letting your children roam the neighborhood yeah without worrying about him <clears throat> this i don't was know if my parents would have been thrilled if i rode my bike to the next town here's the thing though <laughs> As we know, and as we've talked about before, I was a wildly unsupervised child. Your mom had a handle on it. It's fine. For as many rules as my parents believed that they had, did where were they to like check in to see if I was doing any of that? Wildly unsupervised. She had a handle so, on it. It's fine. My mom had a handle on it. Yeah. So we had a bike trail that ran from my neighborhood. It like had a entrance on the park in, that sat in the center of my neighborhood in indiana right in indiana where this film is also set where this film takes place mm -hmm. and when my sister and i were in like in the fifth grade like fifth and fourth grade we would ride our bikes all the way downtown and just be gone huh this is before cell phones this is yeah. before you could track your kids and it's like yeah. where are your kids downtown I don't know. And we would just be gone with all of our like jerk ass friends. <laughs> we didn't have a trail, but <clears throat> the way the neighborhood was laid out, <clears throat> excuse me, it was really easy to get into other neighborhoods. So yeah. it was very easy to end up on the other side of town for sure. Downtown was a little bit harder to try and get to, but, but that's because the layout of the city I live. Right. Um but yeah, parents were definitely like, you're not allowed to leave the neighborhood. And so we challenged what that meant. <laughs> Define neighborhood. Right, because if it's on the we trail. All go, this, if this is all the same school district, then it's still the neighborhood, you know, yeah. 15 blocks over. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm assuming that's Paige. Hello, it Lily. says Lily. It says Lily. <laughs> 
That's confusing. Do you have an alter ego? <laughs> um, uh, Watch me just berate the people that show up to our show to support us. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> How did um, Ellen always under show? Be kind to one another. Be kind to one after another. After she was cruel to right. almost every guest. But Ellen's mean. Oh, it's so Paige. Hi, Paige. It is Paige. <laughs> Welcome, like, I was like, we're so I'm glad assuming you're here. that's Paige. That's not her name. <laughs> Paige is my professional. Well, we are okay with that. We are okay with that. We're okay with whatever you want to talk to your call yourself. You know what's funny? I also wrote down Roberta's obsession with her boobs. Yes. Because here's, I thought that Roberta's obsession with her boobs, if this movie was remade, like they're Mm -hmm. doing a league of their own. Yeah. Wouldn't you believe that adult Roberta would end up in the queer community. So I actually thought when re- grown up Rita Wilson, grown up Chrissy said, and with Roberta's alternative lifestyle, yeah, I thought she was going to refer to her having a female partner. And no. then she said living with her partner in sin. And in I was sin. like, because everything not, was a sin was to Chrissy. A 90s alternative. That was not a 90s alternative lifestyle. I understood at 11 years old in 1995 that alternative lifestyle meant that you were living with a same-sex partner. Paige is with me. Paige knows that Roberta would have ended up in the queer community. Yeah. That's why she was so weird about her boobs. And there's no, there's not enough kissing because when she kissed Devin Sawa, she goes, he was like, that was great. And she was like, it was okay. It was okay. And I'm like, yeah. Excuse me, if I had kissed Devin Sawa, I would not have said it was okay. So 100% Roberta is not a fan. Yeah. And we needed to give her that space. And we needed no to did. give her that space. And we needed to give Rosie O'Donnell that space yeah. in 1995. Let these people live their truth. Yes. <sighs> Do you know what I wasn't as uncomfy about as I thought I would be uncomfy about? And I still found it very... People. Huh? Well... Nothing good. <laughs> I'm always uncomfy about that. Yeah. But um, I actually still found it really endearing that Teeny was the hot one. Yeah. And I wrote down, I cannot wait to be grown up Teeny going to my high school reunion, being like, what up, hoes? I'm famous. I so you know when Melanie Griffith is like Roberta how big are your boobs now and she's like how big are yours and she's like 3016 worth every penny I repeated that line so often and like reenacted that scene so often and now I really wish I didn't I have bigger than that and I'm not happy about it the one for me is the acceptance speech that she's just practicing where she's like why, yes, Joel, you're right. It was a big blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> That's who I am. I do love Thora Birch. Like, we should we should do Ghost World one day. That's a great I film. Love Ghost World. And it could be uncomfy. Yeah. Because they make Thora Birch be with that weirdo. Yeah. And, I mean, the summer before... The summer when it came out on O2. Yeah. Spring? I don't whatever. My scene the point is in my senior year, we watched it all the time. All the time. I watched it again. If it was on TV, I was like, oh, Ghost World. Again, I don't even know if my parents ever knew that I watched it. Cause I'm seven-ish years younger than you, right? Oh my God, no, not that many. Why who am I thinking of then? You're 33, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, I'm so bad at math. We were born in the same decade, thank God. <laughs> I am so bad at math. That's why I got your poll wrong. You got <laughs> my poll wrong? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I was trying to do the math, and I'm like, I'm this many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Um, I, you were five years. Wait. Yeah. You're four, cause, but, four, but it's closer to five because your birthday's in December and my birthday's in March. Yeah. So we spend more time being five years apart than we do being four. Yeah, you're right. You've walked me through that before. I'm just dumb. It's okay. I have a, this weird obsession with ages because I look at whenever like people from 100 years ago, mm-hmm. when I look at their death dates, and so then I calculate, okay, so how much time, how much more time does that potentially mean I have? Right. If this person was born in 1880 mm-hmm. and they died in 1925. How oh old guy. I? <laughs> like. I do that shit all the time in my head. It's not healthy. No. We Don't need worry. To I'm starting there soon. It's going to be okay. Um, So I can't wait to be like rolling up to my little Indiana town with my already big boobs and just being like, hello, everyone. It's me. Bet you never thought you'd see me again because I've built a global empire. Yeah. <laughs> um, We have like, I think like two more years until my... Well, I graduated in 2007. So you have so you have five years. We got five years to make that happen. Yeah, we Honestly, can make that happen. I think I could tell my high school anything. They wouldn't know. I wish I could. My reunion Saturday, mm. my 20 year. Try it. Try telling them anything. Who's going to fight you? Let's do a Romeo and Michelle's. <laughs> yes. Actually, Carly's going to be my date. Yes, please wear the Romeo and Michelle's dresses and then do the dance. I got to figure out time to go shopping for an outfit because Mm -hmm. I've packed my schedule this week like a dumb dumb because of my sadness of my child being out of town. So I really and like I had like sat with myself with it. I was like, okay, remember, they sexualize a very young Thora Birch, which Mm -hmm. means that you also sexualized a very young Thora Birch because you were in love with her. Mm -hmm. So, like, be ready for that. But I felt like it was still, like, a very 12-year-old's viewpoint of sexy. Like, when yeah. they're doing the Cosmo magazine and she's like, I'm a sex pot. Thank God. I was like, I was kind of that kid. <laughs> <laughs> or when she fills the balloons with, uh, with pudding. pudding. Because it's more natural. Is it like, more natural? Yeah. Like, do you She's know? a scientist. She yeah. did trials. She yeah. Was like, she was Stella like, the Yeah. <laughs> It was wiggly. Those guys gave me the idea when they threw those balloons at us. <laughs> when they threw those balloons. She's a scientist. She's a sexy scientist. Oh my gosh. I was the pudding. Gr- yep. See? Yeah. Because we it, they gave us the idea from that I movie. Know. No, I please, please know that I've been carrying around these nunga nungas since I was 12. Yeah. I never had to stop. I I didn't bind like Roberta, but I also didn't know what to do. I believe I just walked around like this. <laughs> I will tell you, like, no, I mean, sorry for shade on my mom. I probably should have been put in a bra at eight years old. Probably. And I didn't get one until, oh, my God. My cousin got married in 1998. I was 14. Do you remember the which is moment? Which was two. I was, pro- I was probably already a B cup at that point. Do you remember the first time you were traumatized about your own breasts? Oh, I was at the doctor. 
Oh. And he lifted up my shirt all the way to mm. listen to my heartbeat. And my mother was sitting right there and didn't say anything. After That's that, assault. I 100% wore a big ass shirt uh-huh. to the doctor. Lo and behold, turns out that's not how they listen to your fucking heartbeat at all. And so, and like it was Doctors so like I, that memory is seared into my head. Yeah. If I think about it too hard, it makes me very uncomfortable. And it's that coupled with not wearing a bra until I was four, probably 13 or 14 years. It had to been 14 because we were in Montana looking at bras, I think. Maybe we weren't in Montana. Maybe when, when it, we came back. The bottom line, the point is, is this is why like I have friends who will wear these beautiful lacy bras, but there's yeah. just like a thin layer of lace. Mm-hmm. And that makes me very uncomfortable because that means that you could still see if I'm cold or potentially yeah. see through it, even yeah. through my shirt. So I need a nice thick layer of material between my shirt and my boob so we'll get there page about the trauma of finding stretch marks for the first time i honestly wish i knew i wish i had clocked it but the first time that i was traumatized about my own breasts is we used to have a friend who because of some family situations spent a lot of monday nights at our house and we would watch degrassi which if you're ready to get comfy about Degrassi, you just let me know. You just let me know. With Drake, right? With Drake. Drake Drake makes me uncomfy. Team mixed. Okay. But we don't need to claim them. But team also grooming Millie Bobby Brown. So if anyone would like to direct her this way so I could like have a honest heart to heart with her, please do. I was having a conversation with somebody about persuasion and how I was disappointed with Dakota Johnson. There's your Melanie Griffith connection mm-hmm. um, portrayal because her British accent. <laughs> and so someone's like, who, what other young 20 something actress could do it? Millie Bobby Brown. And I was like, bitch, 18. that child is the same age as my child. She, yeah. she just been sexualized. <laughs> yeah. She just got Kim K wigs and they make her, post weirdly in magazines yeah um where was i going oh so he would come over he would spend the night on mondays and my mom would get him ready for school on tuesdays it was like a thing it happened every week whatever i came down wearing ruffly shorts for pjs it was a winnie the pooh pj set (laughs) and then it had like a tank top with it like it was a pajama set yeah and I thought I was doing the responsible thing because I matched my tops to my bottoms. And yeah, I usually don't do that. That's what you do. That's why the set exists. Right. I mean, like I went the extra mile because we had company and I matched my tops to my bottoms. <laughs> I have a story I, for you about pajamas offline that I can't share publicly. Wonderful. And I thought that like I had completed the assignment. Well, I had freed the Nunga Nungas because they had been trapped all day. I mean, it's the best feeling in the world. <sighs> And I walked downstairs and my mom grabbed my arm and sh- yanked me. And I went, what? Put, put them back. And she went, he's over. It's Monday night. And I went, I mean, this was a kid that I had like grown up with from the yeah. time that I was in fourth grade until whatever year this is. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, he's like, my sister and I were too lazy to walk our asses all the way to our house after the summer school that my mom forced us to be in. So she didn't have to look at us. And so we would stop at his house, watch Labyrinth and Logan's Run, 
and then be in his pool all day. Sometimes we had swimsuits. Sometimes we jumped in in our t-shirts. Like he had seen me in every iteration of myself. But that day, my mom clocked how big my boobs were and she went, he can't be look. He can't see you like that. Yeah. And then it was like, and that's for when your uncles come over, when you're staying the night with your cousins at your aunt's house, mm-hmm. any of it. I also remember, have you ever been told by a uncle that they won't hug you anymore? No, all of my family lives long distance. So well, we didn't grow up with uncles. We only grew up with aunties. So my uncles also live long distance, but we, you know, visited yeah. and I went in for the hug. With my dad's brother. And he literally like ghosted away from me. And I'm like. And he went. Uncles don't hug. Now every uncle on my mom's goddamn side of the family. Like. You could like literally be lifted off the ground. With the veracity that people want to hug over on that side of that family. Yeah that's interesting. I just saw my uncle a month ago. And he hugged me. Nope. It's a. Uncles don't hug. And it was because I was a teenager and I had tits. I know it. Huh. So I get where Roberta is coming from. Like, you get your tits in. And she's in a house full of boys who rough house. uh And, you know, there's no no other influence other than this sort of, like... I mean, we see them fucking fighting in front of her, rolling around on the ground in front of her door. The fact that she had as good of a bra on as she did... For the 70s. Yeah. With a dad buying it for her, yeah, shocked. An aunt yeah. probably had to come into town, and you know that tape hurt when she took it off because it was <gasps> on her skin, on her back. Yeah. yeah, Christina Ricci, we weren't thinking. No, no. And I will say that I think this movie did sort of help me understand that I could tape my boobs if I wanted mm-hmm. to. Yeah. But I don't want to. It seems very painful. And like. Yeah, that's just why I'm so glad that they make the high intensity um, sports bras now. Right. Due to the casual um, groping of the late 90s, early 2000s, when I had the luxury of going to middle school and high school, um, my boobs and I had kind of like a detached relationship where men would grope me in the lunch line. And I'd go, that's fine, because they're just, like, right there. (laughs) What are they not? They're not just going to, like, bump their entire hand into it and cup it a little. (laughs) So That makes me uncomfortable, because that also happens to me, and I have a large posterior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Casual groping of the 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Go for it. Oh, I thought you said, um. I said, (laughs) yeah. Uh, also, Mm -mm. because I have no concept of time, and we know this. Yeah. I thought Bonnie Hunt and Christina Ricci were the same age. So (laughs) when Bonnie Hunt showed up as Thora Birch's mom, I was like, oh, that's right. I thought she was Chrissy's mom. As Chrissy's mom, yeah. Yeah. Which I love that scene. The garden. It's like, you have to, you have to have a hose to water. A small hose will work too. (laughs) Yeah. And then Chrissy goes with her with her trash mouth friends. I love that line. You know, I didn't think I'd have to have this talk with you, but because your friends are trash mouths. Huh? 
Oh yeah, the side hug. Mm-hmm. Back to the oh. hug thing. Mario's oh. comment. We the church I went to, which will not be named, we called it the church's name side hug. And then people that I knew in adulthood from that church who left religion that we still refer to it. Shall we give each other a, a blah 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 side hug? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. The watering can. The watering can. And then when they're later at that uh, hangout spot or whatever, and Chrissy's like, no way, I don't want to get pregnant. I don't want to get pregnant. I'm like, Chrissy. get pregnant. The fact that Chrissy is the first one to get pregnant blows my mind. (laughs) And probably the only one to get pregnant. And you you know that child is 20. You don't know how old this child is because you don't do that. I have no concept of time. Yeah, but the if it was uh, October of 2020, or excuse me, October of 1995, yeah, this child will be 27 this year. Wow, how's that feel? Uh, um, I didn't need that number. <laughs> Sorry. So I don't have a life, so this is what I do. <laughs> but I love that scene because it takes me back to how my mother chose to tell me about sex, and it was through. A giant pile of Laverle Spencer romance novels. And she said something along the lines of, your grandmother and I love this author. So it was like a generational tradition or something. Um, And they're soft. Like, I remember her saying them something like, the sex is soft and kind or something. So like, here you go. (laughs) Oh my God. This is what sex should be. I... I learned about it in freshman um, health class. I had an idea because of pop culture, but Mm -hmm. no one sat me down and had a conversation until we had health my freshman year. I'm sure I also eventually had a health class. God knows, though, I grew up in Indiana. Yeah. So I think health class versus Indiana health. So I think the only way to get true birth control talk in indiana was if you took the child development class where they like gave you the robot baby oh interesting Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. because making me take care of a baby for the weekend is going to be birth control no but then she would at least go into like condoms and other forms of contraceptions but in regular health class hell no oh then get out a banana and was like this is how like don't never been (laughs) right we had i had the health teacher that everyone was like this health like all the students were like yeah. this health teacher is good because she'll answer every question she'll tell you the truth da, da, da. and then when she ran for, ran for city council in the city where she lived like the conservatives lost their shit lost she doesn't their shit. she shouldn't be in charge, da, 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 all this stuff and i was like i don't see anything wrong with her she was a great health teacher right. like God i didn't have sex. yeah like i didn't have sex in high school so she did a good job I I also didn't have sex in high school. I think it's because of my perm, to be honest. I think it's because I was unattractive in high school. I mean, let's be honest. But my friend was at the county fair today, and she was, like, clocking a lot of men that we went to high school with. And I was like, tell them they could have had their chance, and now I'm hot and famous. Mm -hmm. So their loss. We had to take care of a bag of flour. No robot baby. It was a literal robot baby. And... Maybe not live on the internet. I will tell you about the racism that I went through because of the race of the baby that mm-hmm. I got that morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This just in Indiana be racist. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So <clears throat> sex ed was done through 
sex novels. And my friend Stephanie, who's at the county fair right now, maybe with her kids, she used to go. She's like, no wonder you think men should be like nice to you and put in effort and like give you an orgasm every time. That's how your mom told you to that sex would be. It would be in a field and flowery flowers <laughs> and you would have been brought in from the to the wild wild west to teach a room full of students and the guy that fixed the fiery stove would light a fire in your pants no <laughs> yeah you know i feel like it's what should happen what should happen yeah i do feel like there was something to it <laughs> like yeah i still didn't have men who were nice to me while we were having sex so can we talk about um sam's mom dating for a second yes first of all all the cameos in this movie are great all the cameos are great do you want to know my note for sam's mom and the divorce yeah i wrote down as you know like sam i too have a hot mom who loves to do hot mom shit (laughs) my mom loves hot girl shit to the point where like she tried to be mad at me when I told her that her new puppy was going to ruin her hot girl shit and her hot girl summer. And she's like, what is hot girl shit? I was like, it's literally the way that you live your life. And she's like, what does that even mean, though? Like, what does that mean? I go, it's hot girl shit. You do hot girl shit because we hot girls. I yeah. go, me going to silent disco, hot girl shit. You like picking up dog shit because you took your dog to the coffee place. Not hot girl shit. <laughs> This is not hot girl shit. Not hot girl shit at all. No. I, one, I was like, okay, Samantha, we get you're upset. You're 12. This is a big deal. It's the 70s. Nobody um, understands, you know, divorce at this point, right? Right. Um, But as an adult watching it, knowing what we know about the 70s. (laughs) I love love that I'm in charge of the CNN role today. And I love that on your episode, you use them to make fun of me. And on my episode, I'm also using them to make fun of me. I've made fun of you once because you didn't watch Pretty Little Liars. And I find that ridiculous. Sorry. Please don't be my friend. Um, but as an adult who solo parent, mm-hmm. it was like this moment of like, she has to be in a relationship to survive. It's the 70s. It's the she 70s. can't get a bank account without a husband. No. She can't. She literally can't do anything but be domesticated, especially in a neighborhood called the Gaslight. Especially in a city like in a, in a state like Indiana. Like right. she has to be attached and it's so she had to put her go-go boots on and she had to go 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 find herself another man (laughs) which i don't know if that was a good choice but the point is is that you know there's this there's this this thing that movies do when they are Mm -hmm. period pieces like now and then is where Mm -hmm. there's such criticism through the child's eyes about this next step mom is making but there's no context for like the actual reason so in a way while it's obviously the movie's through 12 year old eyes yeah but we never get a resolution or we never get any sort of explanation later that sort of like shows that sam maybe later understood like 
because she wasn't aware of like the disparities that existed for women because she's a child, mm-hmm. you know? So there's, so it's sort of kind of re perpetuating the fact that her mom is just a hoe trying yeah. to be a hoe Try. when she put on react- her go-go boots and she was like hot girl summer, hot girl summer. Cause Nancy Sinatra said so they were all having hot girl summer. Those girls rode their bikes and met a grifter yeah. <laughs> and stole boys underpants. Hot. Yeah. Brendan it, Fraser it was hot. Okay. I'm not going to say is. is. There's no present tense there. <laughs> not everyone ages okay. It's jeans. Well, and I know that Brendan Fraser was bullied um, by Hollywood. So that might have gone into it. Yeah. I mean, I watched I spent... him on TikTok cry because a fan was nice to him. Aw. I, I would be nice to him because I just I love think he's a Fraser. great personality. Oh, that's a bad color for me. Favorite Brendan Fraser movie? Encino Man. Oh, mine is George of the Jungle. (laughs) And we could do it on this show. (laughs) Have have you seen? Please tell me you've seen Encino Man. I don't think I've seen Encino Man. I've seen all of the mummy movies and that is my sexuality. Natalie, the minute my kid was old enough, I sat him down and was like, you need to see this movie. You know what? And I wasn't embarrassed. I'm good. I'm glad. Oh, um, I'm going to say it live on air so both of us clock it. I do think that we should take the single mom episode that we were going to do on my show and make a two-parter on your show. And we talk about single moms and childless women in media. Yeah, I actually think that's a great idea. I've got a lot of thoughts. I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> Very smart. We, we make a good team. I'm a genius. Oh, my God. My high school reunion is gonna be so jealous <laughs> damn it how can i make my high school reunion jealous i got four days you know yeah like can, four days. let me ask the audience in a poll <laughs> can you do a poll i've been doing them in the scrollers <laughs> to try and get comments yeah i should what should i wear it's supposed to be 98 degrees Will the Lachaise be there? <laughs> Will the Lachaise be there? <laughs> Which Jeremy Renner went to my high school. I mean, he graduated Jeremy like Jeremy Renner. <laughs> he graduated like ten years before I did, oh. and so did Timothy Oliphant. He gra- he went to my high school, but again, also graduated. Like, I have a, a decade giant thing for Timothy. Oliphant. He was just Oliphant. spotted in Modesto because his folks still live here, so he was in town visiting. He went to his twenty-year high school reunion. A giant thing, and it's all because of Deadwood. It's oh, all because that's, of that one. Fair. Um, spelled reunion. That's embarrassing. You spelled reunion wrong. And thank God there was a red line before I put it on the scroller. <laughs> you know, life's hard. Um, also, so I'm watching Sam and Sam's mom go through a divorce, and he immediately want to start doing hot girl shit. And I was like, you know. The movie takes place in the 70s. I was a... Hi. <laughs> Hello. Keep talking. The movie takes place in the 70s. I was alive in the 90s. We weren't that much better in Indiana about divorce. Really? Mm-mm. I remember, I remember there being like a pointed um, comment about my friend whose parents were divorced and they uh-huh. rented their house oh, in our neighborhood. Forbid. They did not own 
the house in our neighborhood. That's I remember a pointed. That's still a thing. It. I think being a renter, sure. like, but now everyone's a renter because millennials, um, younger millennials and Gen Z can't afford to buy. Right. Um. So I was thinking about it, and I was like, and you know what? Are we even today better about divorce in the more midwestern states? I go because. Everyone wanted to turn on John Mulaney when he got divorced. Like, we're still weird about divorce. I'm going to start you know, congratulating people on their divorce when I they do. tell me. I do. Like, when someone tells me that they're getting a divorce, I gauge it first. Like, are we happy? And if they say yes, then I say, congratulations. I'm proud of you for finally getting out. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say something along the lines also, of... Also, I'm probably so- the friend who already told you that you probably should have gotten a divorce because I'm very vocal about whether or not I think that a relationship is bad for somebody Right. I'm probably going to tell you something along the lines of, I'm so happy that you're getting yourself out of a situation that clearly wasn't the right one. Yeah. Yeah. And also if, and when, before you get married and I, you need to know whether or not it's going to last, just call me because I've accurately predicted all of the divorces to the year so far in adulthood. Um, another, not that I'm proud. I'm not bragging. No. Another tie in to our one tree hill shows that we do on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, girls with dead moms always want to be to- toying with death. Yeah. Roberta, what did she do? She jumped off out of the tree and dove into a shallow body of water. And then she just pretended to be dead man floating. Yeah. 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 I don't think I understood how morbid that was mm-hmm. until later in life. And good on Chrissy for immediately calling her on it because yeah. everyone was kind of tiptoeing around the fact that like Roberta does weird shit because her mom's dead. Yeah. And then Chrissy was like, hey, people actually care about you. Can you not pretend to be dead? Yeah. Yeah. From the jump, the movie does a really good job at letting you know that Chrissy and Roberta are the pair that stays in our like solid friendship mm-hmm. and probably would have, oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that um, Teeny and Sam were the two who felt boxed in when we're going to leave. Yeah. Like, it was clear from even before we saw Teeny do her, you know, acceptance her speech. Acceptance and, speech. Um, yeah. Do you recall? recent movies that are as honest about like girlhood as this movie is i feel like this is very true to girlhood it's a very innocent Am look I frozen oh you're frozen you? now that you're it's gone me. all that's left it's is happening. a band of gold i don't know i'm pamping okay. there we go <laughs> well uh-huh. well it's like i said earlier like the 90s were kind of a magical time because mm-hmm. you have a plot you yeah. stick with the plot throughout the whole movie there's mm-hmm. no super duper like we're going this way and then coming yeah. back like that's it's a commitment to the plot and then the 90s were so femme forward yeah. it, to a degree that i'm just like there's no way any of, i mean there is because people of my generation are shitty but people who are obsessed with pop culture like we didn't come out unscathed from the hey maybe we should have equity because i'm valuable bitch like that's the overwhelming message from a lot of these films from the 90s that were geared towards female audiences and it's also that young and old young and old and it's also there was an idea throughout all 90s femme forward movies that at the end of the day, it was going to be your girlfriends that got you through. Who yep. cares if you kissed Devin Sawa? Right. 
which I love when she said, please don't tell anybody. Because not because she she's embarrassed because yeah. she doesn't want anybody to know. Right. Because it's embarrassing <laughs> to be kissing 90s heartthrob Devin Sawa. Yeah. Um, and he's married now, so that would be inappropriate. There's there's very little times that I watch television or movies and I go, there it is. That is how you depict these middle ages before you're a teenager and before you're and after you're like a child child Mm -hmm. and never have i ever is one of them i think that that show does a brilliant job of making sure that there are stakes but they're not stakes that like a 13 year old would never have right degrassi all over the place yeah well you know it's interesting too when i think about because I was 11, so this was, I was yep. clearly the audience for this movie, mm-hmm. and I clearly related to it, the riding the bikes and yep. just being free in the neighborhood. And then when I was thinking about it a little bit deeper, too, like, this is truly a coming-of-age coming narrative. Yeah. A lot of times we think of coming-of-age as like, oh, you know, you're going from teen years to adulthood, but really what coming-of-age is is when you have a transition in life, when yeah. something in your life is changing and mm-hmm. you are changing and growing from that. But it's been co-opted to be the stories about, like, I'm graduating high school and what the fuck next kind of yeah. shit. Um, and now and then really does encapsulate, as you're saying, yeah. that transition of, hey, where, because you can kind of tell yeah. that after this summer, the two, the four girls are still close, but they're kind of, these two are going this way and these two are going this way. But you know what? I'm glad that you brought that point because when Demi Moore does that last monologue about that summer kind of being the summer that fractured them, I go, I must have never have paid attention to that line before because I'm like, no, this is the summer where you all kind of figured it out. Yeah. Like you figured out that you're all four really fucking different, but there's a lot of love there. And like Sam and Teeny figured out that the old guy on the bike wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. How innocent though, when that old man, it almost made me cry when that old man goes, why are you afraid of me? Yeah. And <laughs> Julia walks in with Chris Evans. That's how she makes everyone jealous. <laughs> yes, send him the DM. What are you doing? <laughs> he might have a free weekend. Sometimes celebrities do that just for the bit. He's oh. hyper focused on finding a wife. <laughs> he told us all, and I, and I don't actually. And that's on him. Institution of marriage, so it's not going to be a great. That's um, on him. Yeah, he told us that, and now we be bold. Um. <laughs> Send you should send him a DM. Listen, I'm thing? not hot enough for the celebrities to respond to in DMs. I've learned I'm learn I'm learning this, which is real irritating. How am I hot enough? I don't understand. Huh? I I have had celebrities re- respond to me. Have you? <laughs> Bennett from The Bachelorette, the most white privileged one of them all. <laughs> okay, probably... well that's the Bachelorette. Like not what? to not to like scale it I, but i just need us all to know <laughs> i do love that for you though and um, i will remain in jealousy <laughs> so waiting for tom hiddleston to commit to taking me back to my correct timeline listen he's busy trying to have a baby i told him he could bring that baby what about that baby girlfriend? doesn't need are they married baby, i don't are want they- tom hiddleston for his dick i want him to take me to a timeline that i have rights <laughs> you can get a credit card Without a man, I can. It's not 1979. 
but I really thought you could get a home loan without a I, man. I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one. And I really thought that like when Demi, I was like, that's a really cold and callous way to some sum up that summer and i'm like and i get it it's demi moore she's chain smoking she don't want to be there like, you know i didn't see it as cold and callous oh, i thought i saw it as an um an awareness that that summer changed them so much yeah. that like even though they made this pact and will show up for each other they still understand that like they're growing apart yeah which is actually kind of beautiful because how many times do you grow apart from people and it hurts but you don't recognize that you're growing apart and you're fighting Mm -hmm. to keep it together and it ends up being more pain and sorrow and hurt than it needs to be and it's very clear that they're all still a part of each other's lives Mm -hmm. in the way that they can show up right right because if i was a big old fucking celebrity like yeah melanie well that you know what i probably still text abby and stacy every day like i do (laughs) my two best friends from high school (laughs) literally stephanie told me while she was at the county fair today that i will be so lucky when i'm famous because she will still let me know about all of the shit that's going on in our shitty county and i'll be like i mean i'll put you on payroll for that because i would love to know this is why i need to move because i'm the friend who's texting all of the people who left yeah oh my god here, but what's so funny though, Carly's sister is coming with us because she and I graduated the same year. Um, she was texting me. She's like, I've convinced this person to go and this person to go and this person to go. And so backstory, I make fun of Stacy. I tease Stacy because she don't remember anybody we went to high school yeah. with. So then when Becca's telling me about all these people who are going to be there, I'm like, I literally know who none of those people are. None of these people are. <laughs> Here I was proud of myself for keeping everyone in the right. loop about the gossip. And right. now I'm like, I don't know who these people are. It's going to be great. Maybe I should get my makeup professionally done. What's the old man's name? Is it Crazy Pete? Pete? Yeah, Crazy Pete. When Crazy Pete just asks them in a rainstorm after he's fucking saved Sam. And whose bracelet was that? Was that Teeny's or was it Sam's? It was Teeny's necklace that she broke into bracelets for the two of them. For the two of them. And okay. she's like, no, Teeny, you left that bracelet? Don't. And, like, that to me yeah. was like, oh, my God, that's such a huge yeah. thing for Teeny, for pre- tween, which wasn't a word in 95, yeah. girls to do was to, like, share your beloved something with right. your friend. Like, that's a huge gesture. Yeah. And so when Crazy Pete saves them and he just, like, looks off into the rainstorm and he goes, why are you afraid of me? And, like, that's a very honest moment. Yeah. That I don't think we get very much anymore around by, from our eccentrics. Mm-hmm. And then Teeny also has, like, a very appropriate, like, 12-year-old response to that. And she goes, you know, you only come out at night. And it's kind of scary. And yeah. I'm like, and then empathy grew yeah. and if you were on our live last night with one tree hill on instagram you would know that i've decided that empathy is actually the solution yeah maybe he murdered his wife and kid i don't know i don't think i don't think he did i don't think he did i think he lives with Men the guilt tricky. of having been been a drunk at the bar yeah i think he lives with that guilt mm-hmm. survivor's guilt's already hard but then yeah. survivor's guilt coupled with you probably were a drunken husband who couldn't already provide for your family yeah and then now this like I, ultimate i forgot how much i actually love the crazy pete 
storyline. Well, for one thing, I wore my let's have a seance shirt yesterday because I thought we would be doing now and then. And I was like, I love seances. They had multiple seances. They had multiple seances. And I was like, how am I both teeny and Sam? You know, for wait, does that that can't make me Roberta and Chrissy because I'm neither of those things. But I will say, considering how many times they had a seance and the fact that I grew up in a conservative Christian home, I'm surprised you could watch this movie. I was just gonna say that I'm surprised my parents let me watch this. They probably didn't understand what was happening. They probably didn't know. Oh, we didn't know. Because my we dad's know. friend owned a uh, video rental place when we were kids. So everyone went to Blockbuster. I mean, we did too, but we also went to this independently owned one. Yeah. There was no actual, like, spirit board. There were just candles in a yeah. circle. And your palm parents made Palm to hop palm. Your parents maybe thought that they were praying <laughs> to Marilyn Monroe. We don't have that many candles in the Christian church unless you're Catholic. Okay. That's well, I'm, I'm telling you, non-Catholic uh, churches don't have candles in them. Well, who knew? Um, Apparently I did. Do you know what's another, like, just really quaint detail I picked up? And I don't know why it makes me feel so warm inside, but I think it's because this is the person I am. Do you want to guess at what scene it no, is? No, okay. I want you to tell me. When they are painting the garage and oh. they're all in, like, and they're barefoot. Big, oversized yeah. plaid shirts and barefoot. Yeah. And it was the fact that they were barefoot yeah. and they were dancing. Yeah. And I have been barefoot as an adult painting and dancing with when I was the drama club uh, coach. I love that. And one day he found whoopsie paint at Home Depot and he was like, we got to paint the sets and the stage floor and the walls with this whoopsie paint. And I remember cleaning up badly from dinner because I don't clean. And then going to the school at night. And he put on, who does the funk show, brother? Check it out now. Oh, yeah, from She's All That. Yeah, who's that band? I don't know. (sighs) I don't know if I ever knew because I listened to it on the She's All That soundtrack. (laughs) See, he didn't put the band on the mix that he made me. And that's why I don't know their name anymore. Fat Boy Slim. It's Fat, Fat Boy, Boy Slim. Slim. Yeah. He loved that band and he had all of their songs. And that's what we did. Like they I would have more songs than yeah. that one. I would have the roller and I would just be like rocking out. And I'd be like, the funk show, brother. Check it out now. The funk show, brother. Because I did not know the she's all that dance. Maybe I'll learn it if we decide to do it on so still comfy. <laughs> she's all that. Yeah. Let's learn how to do the dance. <laughs> I I used to know how to do the dance. I used to know how to the, do the Napoleon Dynamite dance. Which reminds me, my former pal from my former dance studio told yeah. me that classes are signing up now. So I get to be, you know, the nearly 40-year-old signing up to relive her youth. I yeah, love I'm, I'm not embarrassed by it. <laughs> She's like, are you going to take jazz? And I was like... I really think I want to take tap because stomping around sounds really fun because I took tap as a kid. So it's like it's in it's once you learn how to do it, when you learn how to do it as a kid, it doesn't go away. Right. Um, Your body still will do those things. It's just a year of tap. And then Peg and hot mom made me quit. Why? Because it gave them a headache. (laughs) Because 
Again, empathy is the solution. Mm -hmm. My grandma Peg used to walk me through. I was her shopping buddy. Oh. Because she knew that I, because I, she knew I had that fat kids never die attitude and I wouldn't ask her to stop. <laughs> so my mom and Peg had taken me shopping that day. I was exhausted and I bitched about going to rehearsal. And then my mom went, that's it, you're done. I don't know if I had bitched before a lot or whatever, or maybe once again, no one thought I was talented. But, oh. <laughs> but every once in a while, because it was a tap ballet class mm. and I had to have been in kindergarten because we were still living where my mom's side of the family lives. And every once in a while, I'll look at my mom and I'll be like, hey. Maybe instead of putting me in Weight Watchers when I was a teenager, you could have fostered my love for ballet <laughs> and I could have gotten skinny that way. You and know, the way that they make dancers get skinny. <laughs> cardio is really good. Like, it's a great way to do cardio. I've told you this. I'm working on videos where, like, I create a Spotify list and then mm -hmm. we just kind of, like, do these fun little dance routines. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hoping to launch by fall. But it's a really great way for you to just sort of get stuff out. And I loved tap until I had a really shitty teacher. Mm -hmm. The last song I did a tap recital to was we had the Footloose song. Footloose. Footloose. So every time that song comes on, we hated this instructor so hard. We knew the routine. Yeah, We still stood up on stage like we yeah. did it because we hated it. her and didn't want her to keep teaching. Wow. The last song that I tapped to was Les Poisons from The Little Mermaid. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We were like my, little chefs. <laughs> my very first dance was to Care Bears. We had a recital at the, it was, um, we were Care Bears. We were had a recital at the county fair and I was the sleepy Care Bear, which trip was totally appropriate. <laughs> Can we still have my costume? <laughs> Can we go back to Hank Azaria, though? Because yeah. this is actually my feminist point about this. Hank yeah. Azaria and men who try to date women with young children, and they try to do that through the young children, immediate red flag. Yeah. Don't tell my kids you're taking them on a trip. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing that makes me super uncomfortable. Um, the other thing that makes me uncomfortable is how it has. Their, he commented that it's their first date. I don't oh, know if caught the that. girls. Yeah, he was yeah, like, we don't date we'll children. Date first date. And I was like, no, I think it was his first date oh, with mom. mom. And I thought, God, the 70s, what a time to be a single mom. What a time to be alive where she's like, maybe this guy will sign up for a credit card with me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like, it is a little bit of a red flag. And two, um, I don't know. Yeah. It just, I, you know, watching it bothers it, me. It yeah, bothers me every time it's a plot point in a movie. Yeah. I have to tell you, when I date, when I do online dating, if they put their kids in their profile pictures, no. I swipe no because no. now I know what your children look like. I could be a crazy psycho right. bitch. I, I could not be. It doesn't, you know, you, you get to find out. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, to have some, you're allowed to have privacy until yeah. you get comfortable with somebody. Um, it actually made me really uncomfortable during Girl Meets World that Sean Hunter had a really solid relationship with Maya and then mm. decided to date her mom. I was like, you can't date moms through their kids. Creep. This just did. 
I used to have this thing where Jackson would shit, where the I don't where, know how to bleep that. I know it's it's fine. Where I used to have this thing where um like I'm living alone now, mm-hmm. empty empty nester stuff, whatever. My kid comes home from college. This is the problem with doing shows with your friends. The level of privacy that you try to achieve it goes away. Right. Um it basically becomes a FaceTime call. Yeah, pretty much. And um, you know, my kid comes home and he's like, Oh, I brought home this professor because yeah. he didn't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. And we always do and we always do a big thing for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I don't want to finish that story because we all know that I want to live in a buttoned up rom com. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you know how Sam's grandma comes no, they go to see Cloris Sam's Leachman. Cloris I was gonna say can we have a moment for Cloris Leachman? Because R.I.P. oh Cloris my Leachman. god, she's, she's a so fucking great. genius. When they go over to her house and they want to know about Crazy Pete and the murders, and Cloris Leachman is like, Oh no, some things we just don't need to talk about. And I was like, How is Cloris Leachman the exact opposites of my grandmother and my great aunts? Because my grandmother and my great aunts would have been like, sit down. And then they would have had a rehearsed reenactment of those murders and all of the new, like my, so I had a great uncle who died young, tragically. Hmm. And my grandma Peg and my favorite great aunt, they would like, my mom likens it to a Greek choir, (laughs) the way that they tell when they had to go to um washington dc because he was passing away and it's a terrible story but it is kind of comical how they tell it because like they tell it well they've like had, they're you know, giving their oscar speech yeah they've probably had 40 years to relive it and sort oh, yeah. of yeah well and they were so young like yeah. they were i don't think that they were 22 they were so young it was like so like it was like there now and then summer that was their like oh wow life-changing moment right Mm -hmm. where they had to their husbands were already at the hospital in dc and they had to get from illinois to dc on their own and it was probably like i don't know it was before women could have credit cards (laughs) like like, and they just had to like they had to get on a train they had to drive to the train they had to figure it all out there was no google yeah. And it was to go to this tragic oh, yeah. thing. The paper maps that you yeah. had, like, yeah. And I it was those. And it was to and I I mean, my grandma and my great aunt, who I love dearly, were best friends for a lot of reasons, but I'm mm-hmm. sure that that's one of the reasons that cemented it. Yeah, there's things that you we talk yeah. about that all the time, trauma bonding. Right. So when Cloris Leachman was like, no, 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 I don't want to talk about the murders, I was like, what is this? This is not how Croatians behave. Croatians be- go, oh, do you want the tea? Oh, good, I made tea. Sit down. And then they go, it was a dark and stormy <laughs> night. Your grandfather and I were watching Letterman, and we knew that Pete had a drinking problem, but no one told him. But we knew. And then, like, you're sitting there, and you're 12, and you're overhearing things that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then your grandmother is like, it was bloody. The splatters on the wall, I could paint them now. That would have been my family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if my family would have. My, you know what would have happened? My auntie would have been like, I'll tell you when your mother leaves the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that's how my aunt showed me grease. That's how my aunt gave me nail polish. <laughs> 
when my mother wasn't around. But then, because you know, I'm the oldest grandkid. Yeah. But then when my uncle turned around, and my uncle and I are only 12 years apart, and showed her boys water boy at a very young age. She lost it. Mad. And I was like, what are you mad about? I was like, you, you took me to every PG-13 movie that yeah. these schmoes wouldn't let me see. Yeah, my aunt did the same thing. I saw The Good Son probably yeah. before I shouldn't have. I should have. That's probably really what one of the things that actually yeah. probably screwed with my psyche. Um, aside from all of the psychological thrillers from the 60s that my parents made us watch during family film night. <laughs> Um, Grease was the first musical that I watched on film. It was the first musical soundtrack that I owned, and it's because it's my favorite aunt's favorite musical. That's so funny. My Should I be like admitting who my favorite family members are on the internet? Like sometimes my family get petty. <laughs> well, I don't know how many people actually helped you in your time of need during this air AC debacle. You know what? Um, my family likes to rewrite history, so they'll all take credit for whatever I'm talking about. <laughs> They'll be like, she's talking about me. <laughs> it's me. I seem to recall none of them showed up to help you. I don't think my aunt actually, like, no, I stopped not. talking to talk people during the heat wave. So I don't think my yeah. aunt actually knows. Yeah. And, you know, the news just reported it's like record breaking temps all over the country right all now. All over the country. Um, but the, um, Shout out to all of the ants letting kids get away with shit right now. Mm -hmm. I wish I could be that auntie. I thought you were that auntie. To I some mean, kid. yeah, to my best friend's kid. Yeah. But, you know, she's not going to have like other people in her life who are going to get it when she talks about Auntie Julia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can text my cousin right now and be like, remember how your mom did? Blah, 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 blah. And she'd be yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> um, She'll know. It's amazing what I re remember from. Well, no, but I mean, like, like my cousins and my siblings and I can like swap stories. Yeah. Like my my niece in air quotes isn't gonna be able to like share. She can share those stories, but yeah. no one's gonna. It's just that's it. Like no one's gonna hash, live in that memory with her in the same way. So my favorite memories from my aunt's old house is when she had a, a she had a basement and all of the kids were thrown into the basement. And um, my pa my parents and my aunts and uncles and the adults would be like telling the like really horrific family stories oh and like God. really getting like rowdy, 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 rowdy. Yeah, yeah. Us kids, because we're all these assholes kids, so we know how to tell a story. We're all in a story in a circle telling their more most horrific moments in oh, time. I love it. Do you remember though? Do you remember <laughs> when your mom? And then we're reenacting it. Yes, I love the it. best time. The best time. Um, I'm gonna do a quick skim of my notes to see if there's anything else. Oh, now and then is anti-capitalism. Yes. Because they all pulled their money together mm -hmm. and didn't care who put in more right. or who got that money right. or whatever, and they all got a tree house at the end of it. And then they yes. all shared that tree house. Yes. And Rita Wilson wouldn't even take it out of her tree because she's like, I can't. We all own it. Yep. And Christy got stark raving mad anytime mm -hmm. they had that spend that money on yep. anything but the tree house. It was for the tree house. Now, what's her name? Is she the woman from Reality Bites, the weird waitress? Janine Garofalo? Is it? Is that yeah. who that is? Yeah. 
I love Reality Bites. I don't know if I've actually finished it. And I love her. What? And I, I literally just rewatched it the other day. Okay. So w- because you were rewatching it, I was like, shit, is there another season? I'm convinced that I finished it. And then I like never went to check. <laughs> oh, so my maybe, God. So there it is. I love that Wait. she pops up in weird movies. She's also in Romeo and Michelle's. Reality Bites, the movie with Ben Stiller and Winona Ryder and Jeanine Garofalo. What no, are you I'm talking t- about? I'm talking about a show on Hulu where it's her raising her kids. And I don't think that these people are the same people. No, you're thinking, of, you're thinking of uh, better. <sighs> it's a single mom show. Better Days. Yeah. With uh, Paula. Yeah. Fuck, what's her name? Adlon. Pamela yeah. Adlon. Because she's a voice actress. Better days? Is that what it's called? I don't know. It's, it's a sh- it's a show that slaps. I have it on my here's the funny part, you guys. I've watched every single season except the new season, because the new season yeah. is the final season and I'm not ready for it to be over. Yeah, because her kids are super and she yeah. wasn't always Pamela Adlon, because I just rewatched rewatched Better Things. Better Things. I got it. Um, and my final point for tonight is this movie should have been about Chrissy and Roberta falling in love. (laughs) And I'm just going to leave it there. I do kind of love that the kid who's like, hello, dear, when they're kids. his nose. Yeah, ends up being (laughs) Chrissy's husband. Like, I love that. And it's so subtle. Like, they're not blatant about it. He just walks into the room. He's like, hello, dear. And you're just like, you married that kid. I'm proud of you, Chrissy. But I don't know if I'm proud of my people who married the nose pickers that we know from our youth because you know how I feel about mediocre men. <laughs> I well, I mean, like you every, know how every every boy picks their nose, Natalie. Yeah. If they tell you they don't, they're lying. Like I don't know. It should have been it should have been about Roberta and Roberta Chrissy. and Chrissy. You know, if they do love. decide to reboot it, I think that that could potentially be the storyline yeah and it'd be nice to see so i literally can't recall one single black person in this film yes i would also make sure that there were people of color yeah yeah and not just like the homeless guy that's uh from the war yeah like crazy <laughs> like pete and the vet cannot be the black they can't people. be the, they can't be the people of color you need to make one of those little girls one of the black people yeah because and she can't be renting her house like she has to own her house like they all own their house like Mm -hmm. it can't be some tragic ass situation right right she can't be the one with the dead mom she can't be the one with the deadbeat dad she has to be chrissy yeah (laughs) she has to be chrissy because you know i realized that while i accepted white narratives in the Mm -hmm. 90s i am finding myself very frustrated with shows that could easily not have yeah. Not be centered around white characters, right. but who who run with a diverse group of people because the show is still centered around whiteness when the male when the main character is white, yeah. and then you have the quirky ethnic friends. The like I thought, we have grown past that. Yeah. No, it makes me sad. Mm-mm. I'm looking at you, Maggie, on Hulu. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it's cute, but it, again, she it's centered around this white girl. Yeah. And, you know, all the characters around her are not white. Mm-hmm. And all they're all quirky. I truly do miss the B-plots in movies where we learn the most about the eccentric person in town. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Like, I miss that being the B plot. You know, and I said it, and I said it earlier, and I'll restate it again. There's something very, there's something I wish they would bring back being Mm -hmm. committed to the one storyline. Yeah. And then you have maybe the sub, the line B. Yeah. And just sticking with that. I miss us actually... That's why Top Gun did so well, because it was such a simple fucking movie. I miss us getting to be invested in the town and the community that your show is set in. I'm looking at you, Virgin River. I didn't know that fucking Virgin River had a dojo until this goddamn season, because I don't know anything about the town Virgin River. Why? it's not real. (laughs) Okay. Also, well, neither like, is Stars Hollow, but I could probably draw a map of Stars yeah, Hollow. Yeah, they did a really good job with cre- Stars Hollow is a character in the, yeah. in the show. Absolutely. And I, yeah. and I miss that. I miss, like, knowing that Crazy Pete is the eccentric guy who was not a victim of a murder. Oh, but his, oh. Shit. Come on. I'm. I can't think of any more songs. There we from- go. Okay. Oh, I just saw one. Ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. Yeah, that's, that's another a great one. song, too. Yeah. But you're right about Virgin River, because how many times did we both go, wait, this is the city's on a river. Where the hell <laughs> did they get? town is on a river. Where the hell did they get a dojo? Why are they surrounded by a lake? When do you think it's appropriate for us to just get to bitch openly about season four in all of Virgin River? Well, it's been out a full week starting tomorrow. Okay, so when do you think it's polite <laughs> to give out spoilers and start reenacting Mel and Jack fights? <laughs> I mean, after tomorrow, I feel like it's fair game. Do you want to be Mel or do you want to be Jack? Do I you think wanna... I could do a really good Mel. I, I believe so. And then I will just look at you open-eyed and be like, I'm sorry, did you think that that was a problem? And then you can just tell me, I didn't say it was a problem. I just say said it was something that I noticed. Because <laughs> like, I can't I, make you feel bad. And then my hands can come up here and I'll be like, so is this something I'm fixing for our relationship or not? God, that show. They're oh. getting, did I tell you I read an article somewhere that said they're getting a whole new showrunner for season five? Yes. So hopefully it's better. Maybe someone will commit to getting us through these first five months of Virgin River. Because <laughs> in the timeline, I'm convinced it's only been five months. Well, because, I mean, think about it. You, Charmaine was probably already like eight weeks when she found out mm-hmm. she was pregnant. Right. Twins don't ever make it to full term. Mm-mm. There's not enough room. Mm-mm. So, yeah, it's probably been five to six months. Which leads me to the fuck are you doing? Four seasons. <laughs> falling in love and also four seasons, first of all. And the fuck are you doing falling in love after six months? My sister is convinced that this show will never leave the first year and that Charmaine will always be pregnant because they don't actually want to deal with having to deal with babies in plots. <laughs> I just can't. Like, I told She's you like, this they don't want to deal with you- babies. I told you this over. Well, they don't. I mean, yeah, they I told you this the other day when we were watching it together. I said, I miss the days when television seasons would end. And as we aged four months, Mm -hmm. so did the show. Right. (laughs) Because then it's September now. So we can all assume we're all in sixth grade now. (laughs) 
as opposed to this shit that picks up and younger did the same thing younger had seven seasons and when you watch it straight through you're like okay yeah this is maybe a year and a half Mm -hmm. in younger land yeah but when you spend seven seasons and you think why the fuck is Liza so mad and like scared about getting married to Charles. I'll marry Charles, and right, then it's you been remember seven years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you remember, oh, technically in Younger Land, it's only been like a year since her divorce. I was with Eliza though. She don't have to get married just to like again abate a mediocre man's ego. Listen, yes, when you've been a person who's already spent time in a marriage with. A trash partner. Yeah. Totally get it. I have been a single adult female my entire adult life with a few stints with having boyfriends. Mm-hmm. I would love someone to come in and take yeah. care of half the bills. I'm going to take a picture just to post uh, on another group. Let me make sure that that says, and now for the moral of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Did you take it? I'm still posing. (laughs) I'm not going to get it exactly right. And that's what's irritating. (laughs) Should I just take a video for this? I was going to say, you should probably do a video. Yeah. Yeah, You know, now I'm timing it. I have a Facebook group that's really going to love that. I'm going to be like, we weren't even talking about Virgin River. It's just the moral of every show that I do. (laughs) OMG. It's a trash show that wastes our time. Yeah. And you know what? I deserve compensation. Yeah. You know, I just don't. I just, you know, we've had this conversation. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck can't I get a job? No. I've like my samples aren't bad. I thought I, I mean, they can't be Virgin in, River. I had a play bad. debut, a one act play debut in 2019. I cannot tell you how many people who went to that play and then texted me and was like, there was like five other one acts and they were like, mm-hmm. yours was the best one. So why can't I get a fucking job, Natalie? I don't know. Should I just start putting it on my blog? Should I just start yeah. putting shit on my blog? You should start putting shit on your blog. Fuck. Do you know that Virgin River is based on books? Like people read these the series of books. I did know Virgin River is based on books. And so here's my thing because Humboldt County is like several hours north from here. Mm-hmm. It's like a coastal-ish county in California. Mm-hmm. So when they talk about how quickly they all run to Sacramento, I'm just yeah. like, have y'all never done that drive? It's a bad drive. <laughs> I don't think this person understands. And then the other part of it too is like, oh, we're driving through and we're gonna we're gonna stop in Portland. Do you understand how far Portland is from fucking Humboldt? It's like, a bad drive. Like, is it seven hours or is it six? From where I am mm-hmm. in California, which is 90 miles south of Sacramento, mm-hmm. to the border of Oregon is yeah. a six-hour drive. No, it's a trash show. It wastes our time. I want compensation. Portland is a 12-hour drive if you know I what? if I drive straight through and don't stop. Um, I'm going to start abandoning doing TikToks that are actually based on my podcast episodes. And I'm literally just going to do bits where I say, this is what I deserve compensation for. (laughs) I just, Stephen Moffat looking at you. Yeah. You owe me compensation twice for Doctor Who and Time Traveler's Wife. wife, Which got fucking Fucking canceled. canceled. You couldn't even swindle them into season two. And yet somehow... 
we're getting season two of just like and just like that make it make sense <laughs> and, you know and again I, you and i both read the book yeah i think we could have done a really good adaptation see see where was the where was the book during our lives about the show natalie it was on that bookshelf over yeah. there yeah it was <laughs> yeah it was so it's like again it's one of those things and mindy kaling actually pointed out on her instagram yeah maybe or her Twitter years ago, she commented, she's like, I don't understand asking for writing samples of original works because when she was coming up or maybe it was in mm -hmm. one of her books, because when she was coming up, they wanted you to write a spec script of whatever yeah. show it was you were trying to be on. And to me, that makes more sense because then you're actually demonstrating, you understand the characters and what the dialogue is that they would say and who they are. But and it's also really easy for them to steal your ideas for free. Well, and so steal the fucking spec script I wrote, not the TV show I hope is going to win me an Emmy. <laughs> you know, here's for our final question. Okay. Now and then, still comfy? Yeah. yeah. And I really just didn't, I was like, man, I feel bad, but I'm still comfy with it. Why do you feel bad? I don't know. Because there's no black people in it. But the soundtrack's so good. And the soundtrack is really good. But you know what it was? What really, like, why I think where the guilt comes from? Because so much of the 90s mm -hmm. of what I was allowed to watch was yeah. very white. Mm -hmm. And same with, like, the world I was living in. Yeah. So, like, even though we were a mixed race family, like, there, it was still a heavily a heavy yeah. white influence in my life. And so there's a lot of stuff I'm learning in adulthood, especially about the 80s and 90s um black culture where i'm just like man we missed out on that as a family and what it what how much more confident in my racial identity would i have been had i not been the outlier all the time right and not constantly like forced to live in a predominantly white world yeah and i think that's where that came from because I saw myself in these girls. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be these girls. I shit mm -hmm. you not. I used to ride my bike around the neighborhood with my feet up on the um, handlebars like that. Yeah. Going I emulated to ride. Yeah. I emulated them so yeah. much. It was a great movie. That movie fucking slaps. Mm -hmm. I love. Also, the reason I picked the picture that I did for the socials is because I love when you have kids and adults playing the same character and they take mm -hmm. a really cute group picture like that. And it's I a bit that did, gets me every time. Yeah. And I think they did a really good job at casting the younger yeah. and the older. Oh, I was going to tell you the girl that plays Chrissy died in my hair with kudos. Yikes. Yeah. I was because I was looking. I was like, "What has she been up to lately?" Dead. Nothing. Um, she did. Yeah, she kind of had a, it's not it, from the way it reads online. It sounded like she kind of had a hard time. Well, you know, in does, life. Does she have a great aunt that wants to morbidly tell us that story? Twenty six. She was twenty six. Oh God. Yeah. And that made me sad. And then I thought, God, I don't what know. What happened to Sam? Little Sam. Oh, because uh, Christina Gabby Ricci Hoffman? became Christina yeah. Ricci. Yeah, and Gabby Thorpe, Hoffman. What does Gabby Hoffman do? What isn't she doing? She Tell was me. on Girls. She's in. I didn't watch that shitty show, Girls. <laughs> okay. Well, I watched it because I wanted to live in New York. And I am embarrassed by the fact that I watched it. because That's fair. 
Lena Dunham's face makes me mad. Yeah, I think (laughs) that she's an interesting person. Um, She has done a ton of stuff lately. She was in Transparent, which ended in 2019. She was Transparent. I I didn't watch Transparent. Okay. All right. Well. But she came up again for me in Girls because I did watch Girls in, I think, after it was all done in 2018. And I thought, oh, good for you. But she's, you know, she's consistently worked like every couple of years. Maybe it's just like I've never recognized her adult face. You know what it is? It's because her adult face looks so different from her childhood face. Mm -hmm. Um, Like her brow is very strong and prominent which i don't know if you get that from her when she's a kid if that makes sense okay this is bringing up sense memories i'm gonna ask you a question offline um we have a private chat we do have a private chat but i feel like you should just tell me offline yep um all right i am also still comfy I'm still comfy, even though they made Teeny a sex symbol. (laughs) I loved it. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was like, that is the exact way that I too felt sexy at 13 years old. Like, it's all just talk. Yeah. It's all just me doing fake up makeup scenarios in my head. (laughs) Like Bad makeup. Bad makeup. Didn't didn't I tell you? I was like, I voice memoed you this, right? I was like, ask me why I'm five minutes into this movie and I'm emotional. (laughs) I'm emotional. I love this movie. You know what? At one point, we will have to confront the comfort movie that still makes me comfy, even though it's uncomfy. But you're just going to have to stay tuned. (laughs) Um, Jules, introduce yourself first, and then I'll do plugs. Okay. Uh, As a reminder to all of our friends watching on YouTube and potentially listening to the replay at some point in time, Julia Washington, host of Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we analyze pop culture through the lens of race or gender and sometimes both. I am the creator, producer, and host of that show, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. We also have merch available. I am wearing our Hey Friends t-shirt. I'm showing Yay. it off for people in the video, but if you're listening to the audio, you can't see it. <laughs> But there are links. But there are sure there are links. You can find me on Instagram at Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous or at the Julia Washington. Very accessible on the Instagram. Love talking about movies and television and pop culture. Um, on the podcast page, on my page, I do book reviews and musings about being a solo parent and why mm-hmm. it sucks being a millennial as capitalism falls. <laughs> And I, of course, am Natalie Katona, your host of To All the Men I've Tolerated Before, your Midwest Hollywood hot host of To All the Men I've Tolerated Before. We drop uh, episodes every Thursday. This Thursday is How the Hell Am I Supposed to Date? Could anyone tell me? (laughs) And last Thursday was The Men That Wendy Cooper Tolerated During Her Career. Um... In two weeks, we will be on the pop culture makes us je- makes me jealous. It should be us at this point. I don't know. Yeah. Why are you confusing me? <laughs> pop culture makes me jealous. Um, for still comfy, Mama Mia featuring Paige from For Folks' Sake. We're very excited. We're very excited. Um, another guys, another movie that I will get to sing the intro for. <laughs> Abba, it's Abba. Everybody. Awesome. Are we just picking movies? 
that have soundtracks that I have memorized? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We have a Patreon. I'm designing merch. If we get 25 members on the Patreon, I will make you cards with stickers and be your pen pal. Everyone, I'm wildly like overwhelmed and love to just keep heaping it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. This has been Still Comfy and you will have to stay tuned until, oh, every Tuesday night on Instagram, we do One Tree Hill. Right now we're doing One Tree Hill. Right. Right now we do, we're doing One Tree Hill. We do the TV shows on Instagram. We do the movies on YouTube. Yeah. It's called uh, Sharing the Wealth. <laughs> yes. Because we're just too delightful to We're too delightful. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you should join us next Tuesday to figure out if how many times Jules is going to ask me if Dan Scott becomes a good person. <laughs> I've Inquiring answered it. minds. Inquiring minds. I just I've answered. can't. I know. I've told you no. <laughs> I'm holding out hope. I'm just holding mm-hmm. out hope. I don't know. No. It's just it's he it's just a lot. Yeah. I will share with our friends listening that after we're done with One Tree Hill, we will revi- we will visit the new adaptation of A League of Their Own, which will be on you have Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Prime, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just checking. Because <laughs> that's what it's gonna be on. I would have gotten a login. What? I will tell you offline. Okay. I think Chris Evans texted Jules. No. <laughs> no. No. Mario should have been working on that this last hour, hour and a half. <laughs> so everyone, honestly, there's no shortage of us on the internet. Yeah. yeah. We will answer your DMs. We will answer your story replies and your comments. Oh, Go for and it. And we're planning a live show with Mario. And we are planning a live sh- show with Mario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Details pending because yeah. we haven't worked it out yet. No, <laughs> but we are putting it out there. You can look for that at some point when we have the details. So I don't know what to say at the end of this show because when we do One Tree Hill, I go, see you on, see you next on, week on, on the, the River, river Court. court. Um, so I'm just going to say, uh, grab a mug of your favorite hot drink. And you stay comfy out there. <laughs> should I be on the morning news? <laughs> we should work on our closing sign off. I think that was wonderful. I think there should just be a montage of how I close these shows. <laughs> someone make me a, mo- a fan montage. Um, Someone who's musically talented because none of my music friends are responding to me. You would love to contribute to our show by making a theme song for Still Comfy. I've got someone I can ask. (laughs) We will not say no. (laughs) So it's not just me going like, hey, this is the intro music for the show. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. One day, comfort people, you might get to hear the moment where I had to swallow the fact that I'm not a good singer. Because I had that shame moment one time where you really think you're good, but I wasn't. We all think we're good. And I'm going to leave you on that cliffhanger. Good night.